This ad is brought to you by My Year Neebs and its subsidiaries. Are you running back heavy and interested in Alvin Kamara? If so, please call or text Ryan Niebergi at 314-608-4383. He's looking for a little two-for-one, but he's willing to work in more pieces if the price is right. The time is limited. Offers are already on the table and being submitted. This won't last long. Text him now. Again, if you have any interest in Alvin Kamara and you are running back heavy, please contact Ryan Niebrigi, that is My Year Niebs, and subsidiaries. I used to think about immature things. You know, like, do you love me? Do you want me? Are you going to call me like you said you would? Is this really your real phone number? Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to another installment. Oh, little uh, technical difficulty there. Oh my, it was not ready to. I think the ghost, the ghost of Rich Boy uh, came Is back. Is he dead? Is I, Rich Boy dead? I don't think he's dead, but, oh. but uh, it did not want to stop being played. Yeah. Speaking of uh, not wanting to stop, the injuries, the injuries just keep on pouring in. Uh, knock on wood, nothing too, nothing too crazy for your boy, at least not yet. Man, I'm, I'm praying, man. I mean – I'm not trying to go too hard on people. I know there's some people in our league who are really going through the mud, really in the trenches right now. Uh, heads are definitely in their hands, really just trying to, to put their lineups back together, and we haven't even played a single week. So, you know, I'm not trying to cast any bad juju. You know, I've thought some prayers out there for you guys going through it. Like I said earlier, I hope you guys got my, mine in your thoughts as well. Uh, but yeah, those injuries have been brutal. Yeah, I uh, see where you're coming from, but I'm the exact opposite. Uh, every year, it seems like, and again, I know I complain about it all the time, but wouldn't you, if if the last two years, your number one picks, Saquon two years ago, you're the first pick, you get Saquon, all the hype of the year before, boom, he's out for the season. Yeah. And then last year, you get the number one pick, you get CMC, all the hype from the year before, Boom, he's out for the season. So, yes, I am rubbing the injuries in as much as I can. My juju is all behind me. It has to be. There's no possible way, knock on wood, there's no way. There's no way that that my injury history of the past is going to be nearly as significant this year. I just don't – it's somebody else's turn. It is somebody and, – and it may not be – again, JT's got the number one pick. He got CMC, obviously. Well, uh, not, not to cut you off. There, oh but, no, no worries. But you, uh, it's funny thinking about it out loud right now. Like these last two years, I have literally drafted your bus from the year before. You drafted, you had number one. You took Saquon. Then last year, I took Saquon. Saquon goes out in like week two, or no, week week one or two, 
And then this year, now I've got CMC after. CMC busted for you last year. So exactly. I'm praying that it doesn't continue that trend, but uh, who knows? I, no, I, I didn't even think about that. No, and uh, yeah, that's the first time I'm realizing that you basically are getting my sloppy seconds <laughs> on trades. Or not on trades, but on drafts. But uh, point being, I do not feel bad for anyone. I honestly, I, you know, whatever, like the player getting hurt. You know, I, would that guy give a shit about me being hurt? No, he wouldn't. So I don't care that he's hurt. Everybody wants to say, well, I wouldn't wish an injury on anyone. I'm not going to wish an injury on somebody. Would fucking Travis Etienne be upset if I broke my fucking Liz Frank? No, he wouldn't give two shits. So I don't give two shits about being okay with the fact that it happened to him. Deep um, question. Do you believe in karma? Um, mm, That's pretty heavy. Because we're, well, okay. So there's karma like where like you help someone, they help you. But then there's karma like what we're talking about where like, you are happy that ETN broke his leg, right? Like you're not actually interacting right. with him at all. Right. And then somehow maybe that might reflect on your actual livelihood. Do you believe in that karma? No, I don't. I, I, I guess I just don't believe in karma, period. Maybe okay. I'm jaded by life, but totally. um, uh, I, I don't believe that karma exists. Or, you know, there's a lot of bad people out there that do terrible shit that never get caught. That's true. Um, so, no, I, I don't believe in karma. Do you uh, believe in Karma Sutra. Oh, now that I am a, I am very well studied. Are on. you? Wow. Uh, yes. Um, no. Zon has no idea what we're talking about. Do not Google that at work, Zoner. Um, but no, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like any karmic bad stuff. It, it, here's the thing. I don't believe in necessarily karma, but I believe in odds. You know, I, I like to bet on the ponies every now and then. Yeah. Um, so. In my mind, if I've had two years in a row where my first round pick has gone out for the season in the first couple of games, there in my mind, the odds of that happening three years in a row are are so low. But it's just like, you know, in a game of blackjack or something, you you know, you've hit the dealers hit twenty one two times in a row. So then you hedge your bet real high the third time. You're like, there's no fucking way that this guy's gonna hit twenty one again. And but then he does. It's it, you know, it's a flipping a coin. Heads or tails every time it hits tails twice in a row. You're like, oh, okay, it's not going to hit heads again. But it's the same fucking odds every yeah. time. Um, I think uh, we were in Vegas for the batch party, and I believe we were playing digital roulette, and it was literally – it hit red like 12 straight times. It was unbelievable. Yeah, and shit like that happens. And, and again, maybe karma is real, and that's why I feel like my luck is so bad um, with injuries. But knock on wood, again, this year I'm feeling okay. Obviously, a big gap between the draft and the first game, and we've seen big some big, gap. big names go down already. Um, and knock on wood again, none of them have been mine. Daryl Henderson, it looks like he hurt his thumb, but everything I've read says he's totally cool and that they are, uh, they they uh, they they fully expect him to be a hundred percent. And so I'm not worried about that. Uh, that being said, I I. There are some guys out there who are tilting pretty hard off injury. They have to be. I don't know what – I mean, you've got people who are acting like they're not, but I think everyone in the chat, the people who aren't affected are pretty aware by the people who are affected. And uh, we're getting some pretty weird reactions. Uh, and til- I mean, tilting comes in all forms. It does. Um, yeah, tilting, it, like, that was very well put. It comes in all forms, and no one wants to admit that they are the guy – that is tilting. 
I mean, why would you? Uh, but it's it's pretty obvious to the rest of the league um, when you are that guy, especially when you've like, okay, so say you you went heavy on wide receiver in the draft yeah. and you went a little light and a little later on running back and now you've got running backs injured. And so it's even more of a dire situation. So you're really having to tilt and pick up guys like Carlos Hyde. The waivers are off thin. the waivers. The, the, the waivers are super thin at running back. The waivers are razor thin. Razor the, thin. Some of the thinnest I have ever seen. I, I don't know if that speaks to guys in our league doing a better job drafting or if it just the way the draft fell that certain teams, you know, certain teams did their homework and drafted all of the depth and other guys just have like the uh, the home run play and not a lot of depth. I, I don't know, but to me it just, man, I don't think I've ever looked at the waivers and thought, boy, there is not a single person on here I'd be okay at least with a spot start. And there is. At running back, there is no one. There is no one. And, you know, obviously our league's pretty deep. We have 15 roster spots. We have two flexes uh, on top of the super flex. So, you know, we are obviously going to be more deep than most leagues. Um, But at the beginning of the year already. Now, obviously, a lot of things can change between now and week one. You know, week one comes out. People really make a name for themselves. So there's obviously, I believe that there's definitely still talent on the waiver wire where I don't think that there's a whole lot of uh, talent on the waiver wire, especially in the first couple of weeks, is going to be running back. Yeah, uh, and JT pointed that out to me. Um, you know, I agree. I think that um, this is just – this year has been, even, you know, already even. is just more evidence that you can wait on running back – or not on – I'm sorry. You can wait on wide receiver a little bit in the draft, maybe even a little more than you're comfortable with, which is what I did this year. What I did as well. And and I think that you're better off. You can pick up a, a, a startable wide receiver, even still right now. Um, he's not going to be flashy maybe, but startable on, on the waivers. And you just cannot even get a startable running back on the waivers. I mean, further evidence by the fact that we had a team pick up Carlos Hyde. In 2021, we had a team pick up Carlos Hyde off waivers today. I honestly, if you had put a wager on that before the season started, whether or not Carlos Hyde would be picked up at any point in the season, I would have laughed in your face. And before the season starts, he has made his way onto a, a roster. roster. Uh, that is evidence of tilt right there. And the guy that did it, um, you heard his sponsorship at the top of the show here. And. He denies, denies, denies that he is tilting. But, boy, define what else it is. I mean, honestly, picking up Carlos Hyde is a fat tilt. Absolutely. Oh, man. What was the draft was a fucking a week and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A week and a half, a week and a half ago, if you we were sitting at the draft in that room and we said in 10 days <laughs> someone will have Carlos Hyde on their roster – we would have all thought that there was some kind of nuclear event that wiped out half the league. And yet here we sit with Carlos Hyde on an active roster. I honestly did not know. Now, like, you know, we play the game with people about do they know who plays for who. I honestly did not know that Carlos Hyde actually played for the Jaguars. Well, he got traded over last year. Um, I did. I, 
it, I missed that. I swear to God, I feel like I didn't miss any well, trades. And that one, I missed. I don't think it was breaking news. No. I don't think even ESPN probably didn't even put up a fucking ticker for it. It was so. And, and to be honest, I feel like Agumba Wale and fucking Ozigbo are probably ahead of him on the on the uh, old draft. Oh, man, I just. But it just goes to show you how fucking crazy. Dude, no one has said Carlos Hyde's name for two years. Two years easily. And then 10 days after this current draft, he is being picked up on the waivers and is on the roster. That is a perfect de- definition of tilt. It's a perfect illustration of how weak the running back situation is on the waivers. This guy, you heard him again on top of the show. He, he, he wanted to do a sponsorship to promote the fact that Alvin Kamara is on the trade block for him. He, he wants to do a two-for-one deal. He's wanting to spread out that running back position and maybe get two, uh, two, you know, top 20, top 30 guys as opposed to a top 10 guy in Camara just to spread those points out um, because he is so thin at running. He's got Damian Harris starting oh, right now. My, my goodness. They my all, like, goodness. every single running back has looked good for the Patriots this year. Like, I mean, yeah, the rookie, they really like uh, Ramondre, Ramondre. They, you they know, really he's been like, balling out. Uh, um, Sony Michelle's been catching balls like crazy. Well, Sony never goes away. This isn't the fantasy footballer, so we're I not going to go down I know, the thing. I know, I know. But, but Taylor, that Taylor guy, I just watched Mac Jones first J.J. Game. Taylor. I mean, he was. Yeah. He had a couple decent games. Dude, you just can't I, – I don't care who their running back is. Belichick is not going to have a quote-unquote workhorse. He won't do it. He never has. I, you can listen to the fantasy footballers till you're blue in the face. The Patriots do not have – Bell Cal running backs. They no. don't do it. Belichick will rotate guys in there with fresh legs, whether that's Sony Michelle, James White. James well, White is still there. That, that's what I'm saying. Dude, the Patriots, sweet you feet. don't want any part of their running back room. And unless it's like a flyer for a week, you got to throw in, you got guys on by or something like that. But I promise you, you do not want Damian Harris as your running back, too. And then after that, for a flex, it gets even uglier. He's got to throw receivers in there. He has um, to. So, you know what? I'm going to go out and say it right now. I think. Calling it. I think that by tomorrow, I think tomorrow we see, if not tonight, I think by tomorrow we see one of the biggest blockbuster trades our league has ever seen. I, I think you are. I think it's in the realm. I think it's in the realm of possibility. I mean, obviously, I'm a Saints fan. I'm a homer. It's intriguing. It's definitely intriguing for me. Oh, yeah. To hear that Kamara's on the on the block. Of course. I'm thinking in my head, like, what do I got to give to get it? I don't know. I you know, He's, we'll see. I've offered. I, I I did just so the league knows. I I, I did soft offer a uh, a trade out there. I'm not well, going to go into the details. details. Don't give, give us the you, details. I won't give you the details, but I did soft offer him. The old soft uh, offer. It felt like you really resonated with it. This was about a week ago or just o- under a week ago. And so, you know, I know he knows I'm interested. I don't know if, like, this is just him baiting me to, to throw a trade offer in. Well, he does like to bait dudes. He does like to bait dudes. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if like you said, a, a big landmark deal goes through by the end of the night into tomorrow. I think it will. Uh, right off the press. Hot on the press on your on your paper on the front page. I, I think you I think you're going to be looking at a big trade. The question is, the guy that happens to own Camara, who happens to be on the chopping block, is notoriously notoriously 
one of the hardest guys to make a deal with. I, I don't know if he did a single trade last season. He did. I, I don't remember. I it. Actually, if he did, I don't remember. I think it. that was a real stat we talked about in the offseason about that. He did not. He did not do, from my memory, he did not complete a single trade. Well, we see how it worked out for him. He got second to last, and actually after the tournament, he had finished after the tat loser. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if just um, just gritting your teeth and bearing it and being like, I don't care what anyone says. The team I drafted is badass, and then you get second to last. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's the best strategy or if you should honestly be considering trying to trade and make your team better. And you know what? It's fantasy. Sometimes you just got to take that risk. Is Alvin Kamara going to be great? Probably. But could you get a couple guys for him that could both be producers? Very, very possibly. Kamara is going to take a big price tag. Yeah. I mean, I think we both agree that yeah. you could get a couple pieces, a couple good pieces for Kamara and maybe some higher upside guys that – who knows? I, I just I think that the circumstances are such that, like you said, it's the in the realm of possibility that uh, this time tomorrow we are uh, talking about a, a big trade going through. Yeah, and you know, uh, because we're on the topic of trades, uh, you know, we've had I think two or three go through. Obviously, we had the big one last week with Gurky uh, and Sam that really blew everyone's mind. I mean, I know. Uh, you had a wonderful podcast about that last week. I mean, Ow. just I was could not stop laughing about it. But I honestly, you know, not to go too long on that because we had an old episode, but that was a very wild trade. I couldn't, I literally could not go back to work because I couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, and I'm sure that probably got a lot of people in the league's mind going about, hey, I, we should really get these trades going because you know, right now everyone's upside is limitless. You know, this is the time to make those trades. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do. I going back to that Gurky and Sam trade, which was almost a week ago now. Like you said, it was at the end of a work day, so it really just shot the rest of the day for most people because uh, that's all we could think about. And at the time, you know, I really thought that Sam pulled the wool over Gurky. Honestly, we all did. You know, I think we all did, but. As time goes on, it's looking more and more like Jamar Chase is a complete waste of a roster spot. He can't catch the ball. He's beating his old lady. Uh, he consistently can't. It's been a few times now where he has been dropping the ball, even in the end zone. Like, and they, dude, that's it'd be one thing if like you're trying to ease a guy in, and you know, all right, he's just looking bad, but they don't have a lot of options of wide receivers, so he's going to get playing time. Dude, this team has Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Yeah. Like, playing time is yeah. not guaranteed. No. Um, they so, were talking like he might be competing with uh, uh, on tape for a third spot. For the third spot, and that was before the news about him allegedly uh, beating his old pregnant lady came out. So. And he doesn't wipe his own ass, which was the other thing that this old lady said. He does not wipe his ass. That is very gross. He's got swamp ass on Sam's bench right now. Swamp ass. Well, we know what Sam's all about, so Sam that fits right it. in. I also want to make a good a point here to say that. If I'm, I don't believe I'm wrong about this uh, with ETN, but for sure Jamar Chase did not play football last year. Right, neither hasn't did played tra- for two years. Neither has uh, ETN. I That's believe correct. ETN also sat out. That is correct. So let that be note that if yeah. you're going to take a whole entire year off of competitive football and you're going to think you're just going to come into the league and be a star out of the gate. Not looking like that's going to be the case, and I think a lot of people got are getting burnt. They the are, and that just goes back to say that you know what. I don't know if Gurky took all this into effect. If he did, 
I'm telling you what, if Gerke took all the, the foresight that this man has. I, so basically that trade, Let's just talk real about quick, the luck. we will, we, yeah. we're, we're going to get okay, into Gerke okay, real okay. quick, but before we move on to the rest of Gerke, just real quick on this trade, let's say Jamar Chase, honestly, and I know Sam doesn't want to hear this, but I think that everybody that doesn't have Jamar Chase is thinking that Jamar Chase is probably a fucking drop to the waivers possibly at, at some point, like he might be completely useless this year. So let's, you know. Let's speculate wildly and say that he is useless for the year. Gerke basically just traded DeAndre Hopkins straight across for Judy and Lamb, who have both, you know, a lot of hype, very high upside players. High upside. High uh, and upside. DeAndre Hopkins has a couple more mouths to feed now in Arizona. Gerke has maybe done it again. Maybe. He maybe has. I, again, I still think at this moment that Sam won the trade. But last week, I didn't see any scenario where Gerke could have won the trade in my eyes. No. And now I see a window <laughs> where Gerke could have won that trade. It's it's a slim window, and it's only getting more open. But, yeah, when it happened, you're like, okay, so he took Judy, struggling quarter. I mean, okay, let's start with the main, right? He took he got DeAndre Hopkins, right? Stud. He's a stud for the last six years. Of course. He's gonna likely going to be a stud this year, Greg. Uh, and then he uh, he gave up uh, or he gave him DeAndre Hopkins and he got CD, which upside is the moon, right? Like he could be the best on that entire team very easily, and which is probably going to be a pass heavy team, right? But it's like which one's more likely, right? We we play the odds, so he really called a shot there. But then, like you're saying, right here we got Jamar Chase, who is the highest toted rookie. Uh, touted r- rookie wide receiver coming into the league. He was drafted first wide receiver off the board. Uh, he's paired up with Joe Burrow. Anyone worth their salt is saying this is the guy. Like He has the most upside out of any rookie. And we're thinking about rookies of last year, Justin Jefferson, uh, etc. And then he just gave up. And then he got Judy, who's got a questionable quarterback back. You know, who who's even the quarterback going to be? And Cortland Sutton comes back. So... Yeah, on paper, it made no sense to make that trade at all. But as literally less than a week later, we're seeing that, like you said, Jamar Chase, the wheels are falling off that bus really quick. Oh, yeah. That bus is And Judy had a hell of a preseason game. Obviously, it's preseason, but Judy did have a great show. There has showing. been a ton. Of, again, it's it's camp. I don't try. I try not to buy too much into camp hype. I only really care about camp for injuries because these guys are playing against second and third team guys. So I try not to buy too much into camp hype. But I, everyone is saying that Judy is uncoverable in practice. Um, so I, again, I don't. I want to spend. Too, I spent a whole episode on this last week. Right. Right. Uh, but I just the point being that it doesn't look as one-sided anymore. As for now, I still say Sam won the trade. DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Uh, but there is a real realm of possibility in which Gerke, uh at least made a solid trade there. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, Kyle Gerke has time and time again. I don't – I honestly think this man has a time machine. <laughs> Honestly, I think about a week ago, 10 days ago when the draft was, he had these guys like he had Jamar, who obviously he, he packaged that in the trade we just talked about, Jamar right. Chase. Right. Which at the time was a great pick. It was he a got solid him, pick. It where was. he got him the value. Well, he used the value all right, and yeah. he got something back for him. Yeah. And then he drafted James Robinson, who 
I thought he drafted him too early. We talked about him as a reach in yeah. our episode last week. I think he was our biggest reach for Gerkey. Yes. And boy, don't we look silly now. But that was like round seven or six, I think, right, when we got him. Right, right, right. So, and he's going to be going round five in drafts starting this week. Oh, maybe. He might even go up to four. I mean, he was last year RB1 rusher. You right, know what I'm talking right. about? Like, so he hits on Robinson. And then guess what? I see today that – you know, Cam Newton probably not going to be the starter for the Patriots. It's looking like, you know, they're already mad at him for the vaccine stuff. He won't get vaccinated now. He's got COVID. Last year he sucked. Um, and then it comes out that, you know, it's looking more and more like Mac might be the starter. It seems like he's Belichick's favorite. If you listen to the fantasy footballers, they seem to think that Mac Jones is a starter. So I decide, you know what? I'm deep enough at quarterback, but I'm going to just go on and see what's going on with Mac Jones on waivers. And lo and behold, he's not on the waivers. He's on Gerke's team. It has been for like a week. He drafted him. Did he really? He drafted him. He draft. I don't remember him drafting him. Yes, he did. He drafted him like in the 13th or 14th round. Yeah. You're right. You are right. He absolutely drafted him. And he is looking like he's going to He hit is going to again. be the starter. He is going to steal uh, he, and he's been, if you look at the numbers, he's been like the most, he has the highest quarterback rating besides Zach Wilson of any quarterback in the preseason. He's, I, he's looked good. And he's going to steal Chris's starting quarterback out from underneath yeah, him. Yeah, because Chris, we'll get to that a little later, but Chris has Cam Newton in the starting spot. I don't think Cam Newton's starting. I, it, it would be, honestly, I would not be surprised. I think Bill is liking what he's seeing. I think what they talk about availability is an ability, you know, and he's on a one-year deal. Cam's on a one-year deal. So I, I'm Gerke, with you there. Gerke is a fortune teller. He is <laughs> a – I'm, I'm truly – every year it seems like Gerke gets these guys. And I don't understand what he has done to appease the fantasy gods. It's crazy, man. It's so crazy. I mean, he has the perfect draft. We think he ruins his perfect draft, and all of a sudden the cards seem to be just falling. Oh, right yeah. oh, by the way, by the way, before all this time-telling stuff, ESPN has him as the number one draft. That's right, yes. So not only is he ranked as the number one draft, but the guys that who we thought were the worst players that he drafted are now relevant guys. Yeah. Robinson and Mac Jones, we, now they are That's right. That's starters. what he said today. He said back at the top, didn't he? That's right. And it's because of James it's Robinson. That's what has changed. I didn't even think about that. That is what has changed. Who was first? Uh, it when was, he made the trade, he does it. Oh, Sam. Uh, did, I don't yes, know. It was did him Sam, Sam. make it first? Yeah, they swapped. And now he's back to the front. He is back to number one because, because of, he has another starting running back. Because of ETN Jr. Oh, my goodness. Falling I have not even considered that. that is, I asked what has changed in the in the group I chat. Did, yeah, I, same thing. I saw it. And I was like, what even is the difference? What are you talking about? I don't and understand. now we know. It's because he just, just by doing nothing at all except making a pick in the draft that we called the biggest – Stretch pick One that he the, made, yeah. the biggest reach. Now that has pushed him back up into ESPN's projected number one team because James Robinson is the starter. I tell you. I tell you what, Kyle Gerke, you know what I said at the top of the show, I don't believe in karma, but my goodness, this young man has some good-ass karma every single season. He's like the Tom Brady of our league. Uh, he just will not stop winning. He will not. Uh, you know, I, you I think when is it going to end? When is it going to stop? When will he stop winning? And he just keeps winning. I just can't wrap my head around it. The good for him. I mean, honestly, I'm glad it's happening to him and not someone like Babs or, you know, Razzy or something like that. Sonner. Oh, God. Heaven Eves, forbid. Um, Sam. 
Troy. Oh, definitely not Troy. Anyone, basically. I'm, I, you know, if it's going <laughs> to happen to someone, it is honestly wild to me that it's Gerke because it doesn't it seem like we all, like, we all put so much into it and we all get so into it. Meanwhile, it's, you know, and I, who am I to say Gerke doesn't get super into it? I think Gerke does get into it, but it just because he's not as talkative maybe or doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem like he is into it as some of us. And then lo and behold, every year, it's like not only does he have the best draft this year, but he's already got two of the best guys that were flyers that have hit before the season even started. His flyers are hitting. Yeah. It is crazy to I me. Mean, I mean, I've been there. I've been in the living room watching football, turning over and seeing Gerke rolled over asleep on the couch on on football Sunday. At 3.30 on football Sunday, Gerke's asleep and his team is decimating whoever his opponent waking is. Waking up at like uh, 5.30, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get ready to go somewhere. And I'm like, are you not going to watch the games? Like, you still have games? No, I'm just going to go. I he's go. bored with kicking our asses. He is absolutely bored. I think he's. Uh, I think this is a 10-pot league for him. I think that uh, he's outgrown this league probably. He needs to do a more competitive league. We are, we are not on the same <laughs> level of Kyle Gerke as of right now. It's nuts. Um, when, what, hold on real quick, though. When was Where did Gerke draft this year? What he, he was at the two spot. When was the last time Gerke's drafted outside of the – He is almost always in the top. No, wasn't he – last year I feel like he was pretty low. Last year I feel like he was seven or eight. So, obviously he got CMC – oh, he was. He took CEH at like eight. No, he was number 10 last year. He took no, CEH he wasn't at 10, 10 wasn't he? Wasn't he wasn't 10, no, but he was I like I think eight. he was. I think he was 10 last year. I think he took CEH at 10 last year. You could be right. I don't have my – I don't have the draft board right available, but – I thought there was a little bit of something to that. I feel like when he does really great, he's at the top. But he did good last year too, so or at least he did decent. But it is it's it's mind numbing, really. It, it you'll hurt yourself thinking about why he's oh, so. Favored. And you feel like you put so much into it, and then Gerke does this, and it's like, what the hell? You know, it's like, is this all for nothing? I. All I, I can know. say is I know Gurky's going to love the first segment of this podcast. Oh, yeah. We've been going we've on. Not, we didn't even plan on doing this. We plan on touching on it. We didn't plan on talking about this long. But it really is mesmerizing uh, thinking about his success. And now, again, like I said, his flyers have already hit before the season has even started. Whenever you've got everybody else with the flyers on the bench, the Javante Williams, this is the guys like that who we still don't know. Gurky's got two flyers on his bench. That have hit. And here I'm watching. I've got, for the people on the pod, I've got Hard Knocks pulled up here on my phone, just playing in the background on mute. And I'm seeing CD Lamb catching catches because we're re-watching. Well, we're re-watching. We're, we're re-watching. Last week's. Last, last week's. week's. This is a- but I think it's just telling to see that that happens to be playing right when we're talking about this. Well, it may be uh, just cosmic. But, uh, all right, we have to take a break right now, and we will get right back into it. All right, everybody, welcome back. Take a quick break there. Um, 
that was a great choice of intro song there, JT. Really love the Dire Straits. Thank you. Um, we went to the professional bull riding like a year ago, and the main bull riding guy, that was his intro. And Honestly, funny thing, real quick antidote about that song. It has one of the best intros, only to go into one of the softest songs of all time. It just goes, it has this great buildup, and then it's like, you just think it's going to have this high energy, and then it's just this really casual, easygoing song, which is a great song. But man, I, every time well, you know I hear the story it, behind the, the lyrics. Yes, yes, yeah. I do. But I mean, great guitar playing. But yeah, I just I feel like it loses all its energy once it gets going. It's just like a '80s easy listening yeah. song. But that intro really grabs me. Love it. Yeah. The, uh, real quick, the story behind those lyrics is that the guy literally just took down. A conversation that was happening, but happening between electronics delivery men in the city one day, and that is the lyrics of that song, like <laughs> thrift store microwave oven and shit like that. Uh, but anyways, this is not a music podcast. Well, um, it could be. Uh, well, um, let's get back into it. We, we, you know what? We do have a guest that is going to be coming on here tonight. He won't be in studio. We're going to be back to a caller. I think it'll be a good call though. Uh, this guy has not yet been on the podcast, and uh, he agreed to come on tonight. Uh, I think he'll be a fun one. We have some specific questions tailored to him. We'll get into him uh, about in yeah, roughly another 30 minutes or so. We'll kind of finish with him. But uh, we wanted to get in a couple more segments tonight um, and maybe talk about uh, you know people individually as far as their teams go. We have a little segment here. Uh, that I wanted to do, and we call it a lineup roundup Ooh. here. Um, and we're basically looking at uh, sketchiest situations here. So basically we want to look at uh, three positions, quarterback, wide receiver, and running back, and, and what teams we think are the worst three teams in each category and maybe a little honorable mention in, uh, in one or two of those categories. So um, we'll pull up some rosters here and look at some guys, but uh, basically to start it off, I guess we can go with, uh, we can start with quarterback, can't we? Yeah, I mean, we'll start at the top of our depth chart. Yeah, I guess we can start with QB, and, and you know, some guys waited a little longer than others uh, to draft quarterback. Some guys went pretty early on quarterback and then didn't draft depth. Uh, one way or another, we're going to just, uh, we're going to check them out here, so uh on my list of we'll go three to one. So three, the the first team we'll mention in each category has the third worst in our eyes yep. uh, core of that type of player, and then we will go down uh, to who we think is the worst. So I'm trying to pull up here, and I'm having a little bit of trouble. I found it here. Okay, I got you it. You got it. Yeah, I figured it out here. If so not, I can. Uh... Uh, the team that we think has the third worst quarterback situation um i did we i think we just agreed on this didn't we we kind of looked at it all together before the show and uh it is not the best for this young man although he has a little more depth than maybe these other guys that's why he's third i think and not last in our in our eyes um because we've talked about him a little bit already tonight, and that is young Slick Willie. Yep. Um, he, I think that he has a solid lineup here. Uh, it's just a matter of 
I don't know. He his first pick at quarterback was Ryan Tannehill, who not bad, but I, I don't think anybody is excited about having Tannehill as their uh, their first quarterback. Yeah. Tannehill, I I think that if you could have gotten Tannehill as your quarterback too, oh, you'd have been oh, pumped. Happy, you'd have been pumped. So Running if Chris, all the way to the bank. Dude, if Chris could have gotten like a uh, you know even like a Lamar Jackson and then Ryan Tannehill is dude, you're looking solid. Yeah, but. Yeah, Chris went with Ryan Tannehill as his first quarterback, and then he went with um, Cam Newton as his second quarterback, which, like we just talked about earlier in the show, it doesn't even look like he's going to be a starter. No. I don't think you're going to be able to have him in there, at least not to start the season. And even if you do, how effective is he going to be? They're saying in camp that Belichick is unhappy with him. Ah, man. I mean, yeah. He's got rushing upside, but a part of me feels like Belichick wants to get away from that. Well, and wouldn't you – you know, obviously, who's the future in, in New England? It's not Cam Newton. It's obviously Mac. Mac 10. And, and Belichick's not getting any younger. I think that – I honestly think all that's going to contribute to Mac starting. And don't even take my word for it. The fantasy footballers have Mac Jones as a projected starter. Um, and it's been nothing but negative Cam, positive Mac Jones. Uh, so – we're looking at right now, Wilson's two quarterbacks are Ryan Tannehill and say Cam Newton doesn't start. He's looking at Ryan Tannehill and Sam Darnold. Oof. Uh, not the most pretty situation. Although I am higher on Darnold, I think, than most. I think that Darnold has just been with a shitty fucking coach and a shitty fucking team his whole career. That's true. He'll upgrade on both of those this year. He'll have some receivers. So I think Tannehill – or I think that – even if so, Darnold, I think, is going to be like a QB3, which means he's like quarterback 22 or yeah. so this year. And I mean, if, if Tannehill is probably like a QB2, so he's got a QB2 and a QB3, doesn't really have a QB1. I mean, if obviously if Newton, uh, if Cam loses his spot, you know, then one of his quarterbacks are going to run into a bye week. Well, right. Twice. Right. So, he's you know, going to have to fill that spot. And boy, what will you pull up the uh, on your phone real quick? Will you pull up quarterback waivers? Because if you thought the Ooh. running back waivers were thin, woo wee! The quarterback, yeah, quarterbacks are not looking too good here. Quarterback waivers are thinner than the garlic hey, in Goodfellas. What? Put some put some respect on Tyrod Taylor. No, do not top. Do not put respect on Tyrod Taylor. Top of the no, waivers that is not going to stand. Tyrod Taylor is not going to do a damn thing. Well, okay, JT, you want to put respect on him? Why don't you start him? Oh, you wouldn't I, even I have great. Him. I have great quarterbacks. I don't think if there's one category I'm okay, not going to well, be look, featured in. Say you didn't. Say you were in Chris's spot and you were looking at those waivers and you had to start Tyrod Taylor, who is at the top of those waivers. Would you feel confident? Tyrod Taylor, Jimmy G, who again might start Week One, might not. Carson I'll you, Wentz. I'll tell you who I would pick. I'll tell you. You'd who pick I, Carson Wentz. No, I wouldn't. Actually, no, I wouldn't pick Carson Wentz. I didn't realize the Rocket is still on here. I think I would choose no, Andy Dalton. Dude, Andy Dalton is going to get. Dude, the Cowboys were such a much. I don't know. I think the Cowboys were a better team. He I had mean, more their weapons. offensive line was decimated. Yes, their offensive line was. I don't bad want to do like year. everyone's homework for them, but I would do. I would do the Rocket. I didn't realize he was still there. At any rate, look at that. Is that a mullet still on Gardner? Look at yeah, that. Yeah, they've mullet. got Gardner's that old mullet picture. Mullet picture is money. Uh, but again, this but is just yeah. to illustrate the fact that your options are Tyrod Taylor, Jimmy G, Carson Wentz, Drew Locke, Andy Dalton. 
Those are the for sure starters, and half those guys aren't even for sure starters. Jesus, Bridgewater all the way down Oh, there. my goodness. It just does not Flacco. look good. How could we forget Flacco? Oh, Flacco. Uh, he's back Super Bowl up. MVP. Oh, man, that's sad. Um, that is sad. But, again, all that just to illustrate how weak the waivers are at quarterback. I, I was not falling into what happened to me last year where – Man, I have weeks where I was having to start the Tyrod Taylors and the guys like that. Not specifically Tyrod, but some rough, rough looks. So I've got four quarterbacks on my roster right now, uh, three of which are 100% starters. And then I've got Jameis, who is obviously just a lotto play, but he's going to be the starter for the Saints. And he could, if he plays like the Jameis of old, hey, he is a great fantasy quarterback. He'll throw. He might throw three picks, but he'll throw five he touchdowns. He will not throw picks. He's got LASIK surgery. That man LASIK is LASIK Jameis. LASIK Jameis. That dude is money. Um, uh, you're looking at. You're looking forward to college stat Jameis is what I can tell you. I, I, I certainly think Jameis will be at least solid. i tell you what. If we had a guarantee that everybody was a starter on that list we just read you of the quarterbacks on waivers and yeah. Jameis was on that list yeah. also, you don't even think twice. You go on there and you pick Jameis immediately. You, oh. don't, even, you don't even think about it. Easily. I mean, right. I'm honestly surprised I let Jameis just go. I, I was know. shocked he was still on the waivers. I'm I, Honestly, as a homer, I'm surprised I didn't pick him up. But uh, Well, he might be for trade later in the season. Okay, but we'll, well, we'll, we'll see maybe how. We, maybe we'll cross paths. Maybe Jameis ends up on my team later. I honestly think that one of the guys on this list that we're talking about here at quarterback, I think one of these guys are going to come knocking for old Jameis at some point. Hey. I honestly think so. Or somebody. And maybe it's not Jameis. Maybe you're going somewhere else. But our point is – Chris not looking so hot you at can't quarterback be in a super flex league and let the two quarterbacks go. Like wait, I, no, you can't. You, this shows just every year. I feel like I say that we're going to draft quarterbacks earlier, and we never, we never do. do. We never do. And, and you listen to every every time that super flex is brought up by analysts and experts, quarterbacks. It literally goes CMC, Patrick Mahomes, and then quarterback run. Like, it literally seems to be that way. Well, it's part of it is because everyone's like, oh, you know, like not a big difference between quarterback 10 and quarterback 25. Sure, maybe that's true. But once you get past quarterback like 28, as we can see now, the drop-off is a sheer cliff. Yes. So that's why it is so important to get good quarterbacks earlier. And not only that, you have to roster, in my eyes, you have to roster three Four sure starting quarterbacks, yes. at least. I have four. Yes. I've got four on my team. I'm not letting them happen to me again, where last year I lost Kyler and I lost Dak at one point. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I had I had Kirk Cousins, and that was it. Not happening to me this year. I'm getting the quarterback depth. I'm sticking to the running back depth. I'll pick up wide receivers off the waivers as needed. Yes, um, yes, yes. But anyways, Slick is our third choice for worst quarterback Situation. situation and we will move on to the number two squad here uh, number two squad i think all around so chris is like the ninth ranked team according to espn again take the espn ranking for what you will but i, I think that chris is ranked pretty low according to espn this guy's ranked pretty high according to espn and this young man's name is tyler rasmussen um Man, ooh, he, <laughs> he, man, I don't know. We oh. might we might be wrong between him and the first. He might be the worst. I, it's, it's very close between him and the worst. Oh, I think it's not that great. That's um, for sure. Oh my, ooh, we, ooh, I didn't even realize <laughs> his third. So oh. here we are harping about having a third. At least the third guy that Chris has is 
active on a team. And the uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. third guy that Razzie has is Deshaun, who is. It doesn't even look like he's going to play football this year. No, that's his quarterback three, and he's going to have to at some at some point say Deshaun doesn't play. He's got to pick somebody up off of those terrible waivers yes. for uh for at least a bye week guy. Oh my, Razzie, he's got Jalen Hurts who. He tried to trade me for Kyler Murray last night. He tried to trade um, me for Lamar last night. He's got Ryan Fitzpatrick as his two and Deshaun as his three. Again, I think this is an issue similar to Chris where his quarterback one is actually a quarterback two yes. in real life. And, and his, his quarterback, quarterback two is actually a quarterback uh, three. Three. Yeah, yeah. If he could have got Fitzpatrick on the on the bench, like perfect, you know. Right. Him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, he went all in and to get his early draft, which I yes. think he did a good job. Uh, I drafting. think so too. I was honestly surprised that he didn't go with Mahomes. And by not going with Mahomes, that left him with Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Keenan Allen, and uh, then Scary Terry. He's got the stack and Terry. George Kittle. I mean, he's, he's got a solid team. It's just, boy, it's like it's solid in the middle, but, but those of, outsides are think about terrible. This for a second, right? Like, he is starting Miles Sanders. Your your average quarterback probably puts up 20 points, right, at, at, at the good week, 20, 22 points, right? But your top-tier quarterbacks can put up like 30, 32 points. That's a 10-point difference. Oh, uh, not even that. More than that. Kyler and Dak were putting up 40 to 45. Dak had a 50-point That's last almost year. right. So that's like a 20. You're at least 15-point swing. 15-point swing. And if you do that – so say you're – if you had gone with the number one quarterback over a number – or uh, you know, a QB1. Right. Uh, the top tier instead of the second tier. So say you get a Lamar over a Jalen Hurts, you're scoring 10 points on average more with Lamar. That's your score is 10 points higher each week. And then say you get, uh, you know, a Tannehill instead of a Fitzpatrick, that's another 10 point average higher week. You're scoring 20 points average higher week. Now you can argue that you're going to downgrade a little bit the rest of the way. But right. when you're in a super flex league, and sometimes, everybody's got the two quarterbacks. There's such a premium on it. Sometimes you're begging for your flex to give you ten points. Right. Right. Very true. So your quarterback can be two positions at once. It definitely can. So, yeah, I think we both. I think like what we said earlier, like Jalen Hurts, great QB two. Fitzpatrick, great QB three. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, commissioner exempt list. You know what I mean? Like, right. He's definitely going to be looking. As far as I can tell, the only thing I've heard about Deshaun Watson is that he's played safety. A couple times during the camp. Beyond that, he has not been. I don't think he's played a single snap as the quarterback in the quarterback position. They drafted a quarterback in the draft. I, I understand where Raz is at. It was a flyer pick. It was the fifteenth round. But you know, I feel like I'm picking up waiver wire people who are worth more than Deshaun Watson is right now. You and, definitely can. You certainly can. I mean, um, it just. Uh, it, it looks. I mean, it just doesn't look good, man. It just. It's a and, uh, and part of the problem too is that he's going to have a bye week. Well, look, here's the deal: Deshaun Watson, you can't even put him on your IR because he's not injured. He's uh, not. He's technically still instated by the NFL. Like, so you're clogging up a roster spot. I, I just don't see any way that you don't make a change there. I guess obviously you wait and see how it's going to play out, maybe. But you're, dude, I would. Again, I don't want to tell anyone how to run their team, so I won't. But yeah. all I'm going to say is, Arazi has bad quarterbacks. And I mean, and as we just said, I think he kind of knows that because he's been shooting yeah, out bad he, trade offers. He's been offers. shooting out trades, trying to pull bad one over. Bad trade offers. He's trying to pull one over I on just someone. Don't, and, and just so everyone is clear, like I know everyone trades differently in our league, 
Some people like to have the dialogue. Some people just want to shoot them out there to see like what will happen. And hey, I'll accept any. I don't want to like deter anyone from trading. I'd rather our league has at least trade offers and no trades at all. But like, come on, guys. Like, right. Think it a little bit well, through. Hey, I mean, look, I have nothing against shooting the trades out there you know aren't going to get accepted because if nothing else, you're starting a dialogue where it's like, uh, Razzie, that's a terrible offer, but maybe I'll shoot you an offer that I think's a little enough, better. We can go enough. back, you know. That's where I'm saying, like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm saying, like, if you if you want to send me a wild trade, do please do. Like, don't. I'm not trying to tell people not to trade, sure. at all. But like, I'll tell you, I do like having the dialogue. I'm a person who likes to have the dialogue. Oh yeah, I enjoy you know, the like, back and back forth. And forth. Right. Like, I'm never. I don't know. I just I don't know if I can accept something without being like, what do you think? Right. But I know that I'm not everyone. I know a lot of people would rather just have the, the people send it, and that's fine too. But Well, there's all different types, but I think suffice to say, Razzie's quarterback situation, very dire. You just feel like you're trying to get fleeced when, when you just get it in your inbox. And you oh, just, of course. you. It's very rare to just take the first offer. That's why the Sam and Gurky trade was so rare. But Very true. Um, yeah, and Gurky offered it, but yes. Right. Um. So, yeah, again, we've got Razzie at the second worst quarterbacks, but the guy we have as number one worst quarterback lineup in the league, and again, after really going through Razzie's, it's pretty close between these guys. You could say it's a coin toss, but we put this guy as slightly worse uh, just because I think that Razzie's guys are a little bit more proven, maybe at least having fits, I guess. And You know, honestly, I feel like we could swap them. We could swap them, but – for the sake of what we've put down, we've got Sam as the worst in the league at quarterback because his lineup of quarterbacks is Justin Herbert. Uh, great, great rookie year. Great rookie year. Don't get me wrong. He's got potential. It, it just, you know, again, new offense, new coach. Very hard to replicate such a good rookie season. It's in, If you go back in NFL history, most quarterbacks that have a good rookie season, most of the time, again, it's not everyone, most of the time, there is a slight drop-off in year two. Not to say Herbert still can't be a solid quarterback. It's, again, just like the two guys previous. I think Herbert is like quarterback 14 or 15 on the year. I think that he's a QB2. And then I think that Tua is maybe also a QB2. And that's if he stays healthy, obviously. Um, I, I And, again, two young guys, second-year guys, not a lot of experience. They are both second-year guys. Exactly. I didn't realize that. Out the both gas. young guys. Both young guys. And then to top it off, his only bench quarterback is Trey Lance, who's a rookie and not even technically named the starter yet. No. This, he looks good. He does. And this is where I think I think that I would swap. I think, personally, I would swap Sam with Razzie here because – you and I, I know, are different on Herbert. I do think Herbert's a great quarterback. I would have been happy with him as a one, but I do believe Tua is a three, uh, and I just—it's going to take a lot to come. He's a he, as far as I—I ha- I had him both last year. I had both those players, and Tua was really a game manager. But Trey Lance has the upside, and he does look good in preseason, so he could take it over. So, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of when. And at that point, yeah, I could see, I could see Sam having the worst. Personally, I think I would flop him, but you could. I think again, you can make the argument to flip Sam and Razzie, but I don't know. I still think that I don't know. I, I think Fitz gives a, at least a floor to Razzie. I think it, you know Fitz is going to get his. He's a solid, you know, QB late two, maybe three. That's true. That's true. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself out of it, but I just. 
for me, the the youth on Sam's team scares me a bit. It is yeah, it's very just, young. I it didn't usually, realize that. You know, his that. quarterbacks combined have a total of two years of experience. Three quarterbacks, they have a total of two years of experience yeah. in the league. That just when you think about it like that, that's not a lot of experience no. for the most important position on your team. Yes. Um, so I just get weary when I think of that. I, I do Great kind point. of wonder Great point. about Sam's uh, quarterback depth. Again, I'm going to keep him at the worst quarterbacks in the league, although you can make the argument to switch him and Razzie. I'm keeping Sam at the worst. Make sure you guys let us know in the group chat what you think. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure there's going to be no problem with them voicing their own opinion. Um, so that's quarterback. We're going to move on now to a different position. This position we're going to do next is running back. Um, and we're going to start with who we think has the third worst running back roster in the league. And we might run into another situation here where I think we can switch a couple spots here, but, uh, let's see, let me pull him up. Okay. He has a terrible name. So you probably know who it is already. That is used car Nick Zahner. Oof. Um, uh, and by the way, this guy has made his way to the third spot all on his own through his draft. Uh, no injuries really to, to to have shaken up his situation. Not yet. He has some guys that get injured at running back, and that's why he's on this list for us, I think. Sure. Uh, that's Nick Zahner has our third worst running back slot. He's got Chris Carson. Josh Jacobs and Miles Gaskin as his third running back with Devin Singletary, who is completely oh irrelevant, thrown in there. And then he also picked up Malcolm Brown basically to pick whichever guy is the hot hand on the Dolphins. That always goes well. Picking yeah. up two two running backs and then deciding week to week which one on the same team you're going to put in that that has a history of working out perfectly. Especially in when you still have Salvin Ahmed and fucking. Uh, at least one other person in there. Well, at any rate, you got Chris Carson, who I'm a big Chris Carson fan. I like Chris Carson. Uh, I think he's underrated, but he did get hurt last year, and he's gotten hurt the last few years. And Same thing we were talking about earlier, great RB2, great RB3. Right, I think he's a safe floor guy, you know. I think that as long as he's healthy, he's going to be pretty good for you. I had him last year, and he underwhelmed for me a little. Even whenever he was healthy, he was a little underwhelming. Josh Jacobs also gotten hurt last year and kind of went away a little bit. He was solid for a while, kind of went away. Very similar to Chris Carson. They're very similar backs, I think. I put them on the same tier. And then after that, just not a lot. Miles Gaskin, Devin Singletary. That's why, boy, it's a pretty lackluster at the 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 just not a lot to be high. You just about. can't be excited. I think it's the can't. whole thing. You really I mean, cannot. Like, can you really be excited? I mean, after the preseason, yes, Gaskin got the pickup in the second week. I get that. But Ahmed looked good, and you know they're going to use Malcolm Brown. So uh, yeah, it's just like it's like, you do you want five pieces of one offense, or do you want one piece that's going to be great? Right. You know, And that part of that comes from, you know, he used the high pick on Devontae, and then he got – it came back to him. He got Patrick Mahomes, who – Obviously, he followed up with Derek Carr, right? Oh, man. He, oof. Probably could have been in the conversation. Well, without Patrick, without yeah, Patrick, I mean, he that, would have been. That single-handedly keeps him out of the quarterback. Carr, his other quarterbacks are Carr and Goff, who, ooh. I don't know. That's not sexy at all, but ooh. I think it's still That's maybe bad. better. I think it's better than maybe Razzie's situation at quarterback. Ugh. Hold well, on, what, hold on. You got to count Pat, and the Pat's obviously going to play. Obviously, for you. He's Pat's not in there, there, but if we don't count Pat, I don't want to sidebar too long. But name Derek Carr's number one 
receiver. Well, it's going to be Darren Waller. Right, number two. I it probably either hugs or rugs or Renfro. Okay, so Fitzmagic has Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas, who I know you're hot on. Oh yes. Okay, now name Jared Goff's three. Well, it's Hawkinson pretty much, and that's it. You couldn't even name the well, other. Well, I can name them, but they're it's a it's it's Tyrell Williams and Amonra St. Brown. Right, and then obviously Jalen Hurts. I mean, also kind of the same. You got Fulgham, Devontae Smith. Uh, Quez Watkins, I guess, but he also Jalen Rager. today. Jalen Rager. So, uh, but at any if rate, if only he he took Mahomes early, so yeah, he got saved there. Anyway, he, he's fine at quarterback because of Mahomes, but then the quarterback depth not great. Running back is again, he's on this list for a reason. Uh, really falls uh-huh. off after Carson and Jacobs, who are questionable themselves. Uh, Kenyon Drake's there. He's going to catch balls away from uh, Jacobs. Yeah. Um, so there's honor for you on our third worst running back. And then our second worst running back, this guy's not going to want to hear it. No, he, he is not, not going to want to hear it at all, but man, we've just got, it is not good. It is not good. One thing goes wrong for this guy and it is looking dire. Oh man. So we're talking about old commissioner sales here um, at the second worst running backs in the league. Um, obviously, he took a huge gamble taking Saquon. I get it. When you're at that spot, when you're at the 10 spot, like, what do you do? Like, you basically at that spot, your choices are essentially going for Kelsey or, you know, and if you punt on running back at that point, you're looking at some rough guys coming back to you for your RB1. So he, didn't have much of a choice but to take Saquon. I don't want to put you on the spot, but what would you have done at the 10 spot? What I would have done at the 10 spot is... You know that uh, pretty much every running back other than... Um, let's see. I know most... It was like Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was there. Um, yeah, pretty much Jonathan Taylor was your first... I'll pick. tell you what I would have. I, I would have uh, I would have taken Patrick Mahomes right there. You would have taken Patrick I, I would have taken Patrick Mahomes. what would you have done at the turn? I would have taken Mahomes, and then um, let's see. So pulled you, up the draft. I would yeah. have probably taken. I would have gone Mahomes with my my pick at ten, and then I would have tried to do running back. I would have probably gone Mahomes, Saquon, honestly, or would maybe you, maybe Mahomes, Jonathan Taylor. What about Mahomes and Najee? I wouldn't have done it at that point in time. I wasn't. I was even like worried about taking Najee at the spot I did. Now I'm feeling more comfortable, as it looks like, without any doubt, he's the Steelers' yeah. volume guy. But at that point, I wasn't as high on him as I am now. So just for the sake of argument, at that point, I probably would have gone Mahomes, Saquon, rather than Saquon Tyreek. Not a big difference. So I understand Troy's logic for taking him there. Hey, if Saquon hits and he's the Saquon of old, Troy's got a fantastic yeah. – pre- you know, he could, be the, he could be the top running back in the league if he was the so Saquon we, of old. So we don't think it was a bad pick. It's just it's such a sketchy It's sketchy. Pick. It's questionable. And that is just – he backed it up his second running back with J.K. Dobbins, who I think is great, but he's going to lose a lot of goal line work to Lamar and Gus Edwards. Gus yes, Edwards gets yes. a ton of looks at they the goal line. They just paid him. They just paid the guy and so little passing work. So little so passing, little passing well, the, work. The Ravens just don't pass that much in general, but it, it, it's just I think the Dobbins, you know for a fact, the defense knows for a fact, if J.K. is in the game – I'm going to tell you right now. They're going to run the ball. Our league is going to uh, 
tell us to stop this fucking podcast. I feel like we are going to be tanking people's trade value. No, no, things, no, 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 no. We can say whatever. People have their own thoughts. That's true. People don't have to agree. Dude, we see so many things on here every week that people don't fucking Mock. agree that's with. That's true. That's true. I guarantee you. Like, that's we, true. We can say all of our stuff till we're blue in the face, and maybe it makes some people think twice, but I don't think we're changing too much. Fair um, enough, fair enough. So that's yeah. – uh, yeah, I don't think he has much. Uh, I don't think he has much upside as far as catching is what I wanted to say yeah. there. Uh, we we're, we're under a minute before we need to take our next break. We'll go ahead and finish off uh, the rest of his running back situation at the second spot. We got Dobbins, and then it's just dart throws. I nah, mean, I mean dart throw. You want to say dart throw? You're looking at Javante, who again later in the year maybe he's something. Trey Sermon. Later in the year, maybe he's something, but even then, we know that Shanahan uses a ton of running backs. He loves Mostert. He loves Jeff Wilson Jr. They've still got – they picked up Wayne Gallman this year, and they still have, like, Jermichael Hasty. There's a ton of guys. Even if Sermon was deemed the quote-unquote starter, that would have to mean that Mostert got hurt again. Possible, but – and even then, he's sharing. So then you got a couple rookie question marks, and then you got Leonard Fournette, who is maybe the third running back on the Bucks after Gio and – uh, Ronald Jones, a lot of geo hype because yeah. he catches the ball. He needs a couple that will come in. All right. Uh, sorry for the hard break there. We ran a little bit over on our time uh, before the break. Uh, but we basically we're wrapping up the fact that Troy is number two on our worst running back list uh, by saying that uh, we're looking at his bench running backs and we were saying their dart throws essentially heat their handcuff guys maybe or not maybe handcuffs but they just need uh they need something the perfect to, situation yeah. in order to you know a lot of things are going to have to go right for anyone on troy's bench to really be uh too effective so if you're looking at his starters you're looking again a very big question mark with saquon and then uh jk who has I mean, he's got quite a bit of competition for the red zone touches, um, and those are his two guys. He doesn't even have a running, a third running back on his starting lineup. He goes straight into a uh, two wide receiver flex of Cooper Cup and Michael Gallup. So that is Troy. Uh, just the question marks again. He's got some upside. Don't get me wrong. If Saquon hits, then he's he's totally fine. Yeah. But there are some definite question marks. Um, and then we will move in from Troy to our. Number one worst running back team, and this guy, part of it is because of his draft. Part of it is because of season-ending injury. Um, And JT, we can probably guess who this guy is, but go ahead and tell us who the worst running back lineup is. Yeah, we don't really want to kick a guy when he's down. We've already put him down already, but this is going to be Neebs, Farmer Neebs, Flower Neebs. Um, you know, Pitmaster needs, Pitmaster my needs, year needs, my year needs, impeach Troy now needs, and all those. You know, I mean, the guy you heard him at the top of the the show. He needs help. He needs help bad. Yeah, and it's a cry for help. It it really is. And you know, I don't know who's gonna step up and take that and and really he's, help he's him. He's deep at wide receiver. He's deep Not at wide receiver. Up. He needs he he's he, deep at wide receiver. Very lopsided squad here as we watch highlights of last week and see my Najee Harris busting one down the sideline, turning what would be a five-yard catch for anyone else into a 50-yard catch and run. He is a phenomenal talent that we know Neebs would love to have on his team, but he's going to have to pay for him, uh, and I don't think it's going to be enough. So 
Um, looking at Neeb's running back situation, Alvin Kamara, great. Honestly, like. that's the high. Right, that's the high right. Part you got you got your you got a great guy there. Um, and not to say that he's perfect, because again, there's some serious questions that I think JT will even admit the yes. Saints have. And say Jameis is the guy. Jameis not known for the checkdown. I don't know if you've seen him play before. He Um, uh, targeted the old deep ball these last two weeks, which is exactly what he did when he was a Buccaneer. Yes, he likes to sling it. And for my sake, I hope he continues to. But uh, So Kamara is his only good highlight at running back. After that, you're looking at Damian Harris. We talked about this in the show already. Don't really need to touch on it too much. He's a Patriots running back. But just to keep consistent, if we're talking about the same logic we used, Damian Harris is a great RB4. Even RB4. Maybe, maybe you can argue a three. Maybe a three. He's not, he's not an RB2. There's just he's no way with the way the Patriots use running backs that he's an RB2. It's and then after, after that, you've got... I mean, for God's sake, A.J. Dillon, who, sure, he's going to be a handcuff guy, maybe has some, like, standalone, like, maybe he'll get some goal line carries. But, I mean, let's be honest, he's not going to be very relevant in fantasy this year. I don't think I don't think so, at least. Um, and then it, it, he's a backup. I'll just say what it is. He's a backup he, running he's back. He's a backup. And then he's got Madison, a backup running back. Handcuff. Who's just complete, a totally lottery pick. Complete handcuff. Yes. So he's um, trying to sell that to Gurky, I'm sure. Yeah, right I'm now. sure he is. I'm sure that's trying to happen. Uh, and then Carlos Hyde. He picked up Carlos <laughs> Hyde off. With, if nothing else, we had to put him at the worst strictly because he picked up Carlos Hyde off of the waivers. And we Never. haven't played a single down of competitive football in 2021. And Carlos Hyde is on a run. I never thought I would say that again. <laughs> I never thought I'd say it again. But yet here we are. Neebs needs help. That's That's – the theme of the show. I mean, you you heard his sponsorship at the top of the show. He wanted to let everyone know what his trade situation was looking like, um, and for good reason. I, I hope that this has honestly opened his eyes to the fact that uh, he needs to be a little more balanced. He, again, he's fine at wide receiver. I would say, I don't know. I mean, he's too fine. He needs to, to, to he needs to open up because it just isn't going to work if you don't have that foundational running back. Yeah, I, and I saw that he's been listening to the footballers. He picked up Pittman from the Colts, um, so he's listening to what those guys are putting down. But uh, Neebs, um again, losing ETN for the year. Uh, I think that that is, uh, it, you know, an already thin running back room, even thinner. That's going to put him down at what we think is the worst running back room in the league. Um, so there's running backs. We'll move on now to wide receiver who – Oh, JT, I don't think either one of us were looking forward to this one here. Um, I think at the third worst uh, wide receiver setup here, and I don't know. I think we could probably argue back and forth on me and you on three and two. Sure. Um, You're looking at... The only reason I think I would rank myself three on here is health. Um, But outside of health... uh, Yeah. Definitely, it could go either way. Well, we'll just stick to what we agreed to. Fair enough. Before we started here, and and we said that um, that JT's team is the third worst uh, wide receiver core. Obviously, he waited a little bit on wide receiver in the draft. Ended up with Robert Woods, wide receiver one. T. Higgins, wide receiver two. Then he's got a couple flex wide receivers and. 
Brandon Cooks and Devonta Smith, and then on the bench, Marquez Callaway. And, and oh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby on Myers, which obviously I'm going to have to drop one of these guys. Right. Possibly a running back to make mm. my tight end, but yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, Marquez Callaway takes a dime from Jameis Winston on the, the – He's the, watching the highlights of last week. Yeah, we're just playing the highlights pre-season. in the background here. Um, but I don't know. I mean, obviously you're looking at Robert Wood. Again, Robert Wood's probably a good, solid wide receiver two, and he's your wide receiver one. Yeah, exactly. T. Higgins. They're both wide Probably receiver wide receiver two. They're wide receiver two. Maybe even Higgins ain't wide receiver three. That's the reason. I'm telling you. I know we, we had a trade go down between you and I. That was yeah. the reason I had – I did the trade I did for Devontae. Like, I had no. Devontae Smith is who he's talking about. I had no upside on receiver whatsoever. Right. And I think you need to have it. And he may not be anything, but it was a potential for an upside. And uh, that's one of the reasons why I needed, why I, I would, that trade makes All right. sense for me. Well, I understand. Uh, but you look down the list Brandon Cooks, who who's throwing him the ball. Yeah. Um, if Deshaun played, that'd be so, very solid. But And also, he's got 46 concussions now. <laughs> um, and he's getting up there in age. Houston's going to be bad, bad, bad. Devonta Smith, rookie, bad quarterback. But again, like you said, fantastic talent and some upside. And then it's just, you got a lot of guys like that. I mean, you know, Jacoby know. Myers, fantastic talent. But again, not really on a great team and yeah. a great offense marquez callaway has you know second year in the league he's got poten- you got some guys like that but it's just they're all just they're kind your, of fledgling your core exactly your core just isn't strong enough to feel real good about again yeah. robert woods and t higgins are wide receiver two yeah. maybe wide receiver threes and those are your two top guys you're okay i mean with mccaffrey and antonio gibson and you've got the best quarterbacks again where we ranked the teams the other day, I feel confident that you're higher than other teams, than the other guys are giving you credit for just because you're top four. Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, and Lamar Jackson are going to put up so many points. It's it's going to be hard to beat you. If you can just fill in those other places on your team with solid guys like a Robert Woods, like a T. Higgins, I, I think you're going to be a hard team to beat even with bad wide receivers. You can say that I'm being too nice to you because we're right here on the right. podcast together. Next to each other, yeah, for sure. But I honestly think that. Every time I look at your team, I do. I look at your receivers like, man, those are bad. But then I look at everything else, I'm like, damn, he doesn't really need great receivers. He just needs solid receivers because the rest of his team has a potential to be so fucking deadly. I, I honestly think you're okay. Uh, now we'll talk about um, – my team next because I think that I have you could argue that I have the second worst uh receiving core in the league. Uh it starts with again, I waited, I went uh running back, running back, quarterback, running back in my draft. So my first pick at wide receiver was Deontay Johnson, who again, if you who listen I to, like I, I I like him too. He he was great last year. He gets a ton of targets. If you listen to fantasy footballers and fucking who knows, you know, they, those guys are, they have some wild fucking takes sometimes. No, but they're very consistent. Today was like their uh, breakout player podcast, and they mentioned Deontay Johnson as one of their breakout guys. I have to hope that that comes true. That's part of the reason I drafted him. I think that he takes over in a similar, like, Antonio Brown style role for the Steelers this year, even though they they have some depth at wide receiver, of course. So I'm not here, sitting here saying it's going to be as good as Antonio Brown. I'm saying like Antonio Brown light style, you know, like we know he's Ben's first look. 
is he all seems we can to be. Say. He gets a, he gets so many targets. He's he, he, again, he had drops, but they uh, that's they addressed that on fantasy footballers today, and they went and looked at like the receivers with the most drops in like the last five years. And it was all like the number one or two fantasy receiver that year because they get so many targets, they're going to have more drops. Um, But at any rate, I'll digress. I think that he's a solid wide receiver. But if you want to say he's a wide receiver too, that's fair. That's my wide receiver one. I would say, no, he's a wide receiver one. I think he's borderline. I don't know if you can, I I honestly don't even know if you can say for sure. I would say is is a one. And then, obviously, we had a trade which gave you a solid, I think, a wide receiver, too, with Robbie Anderson. Um, and, again, that's a kind of a, a – I don't want to say homer pick, but I've had Robbie Anderson in the past, and when he hits, he hits hard. I, I realize he's boomer bust, but he's kind of a Tyler Lockett play for me. But I just think there's upside because he's getting Sam Darnold back, so not only does he have his quarterback who has a great connection with him, but Matt Rule was his coach in college. Oh, I forgot as about well. That. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that the the pieces are all lined up. He just got paid. I think the pieces are lined up for Robbie Anderson to um, emerge as more of the guy on that team than DJ Moore. Obviously, I could be completely wrong. Robbie Anderson could be wide receiver three. So I could have you know Deontay borderline wide receiver two. Robbie Anderson, borderline wide receiver three, and those are my two starters. And yeah, you don't even have another wide receiver on the starting lineup. Not on my lineup. I, I, like I said, I went running back heavy this year. I'm not falling. But this for that is where shit. we talk about health. Uh, Galladay. Uh, Galladay is questionable. He's my wide receiver two. I would say that he'll probably be starting over Robbie Anderson most weeks, assuming health. Right. He could um, be the guy. Yeah, well, he'll be the guy for the Giants, but he's the guy for the Giants. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, that's he'll not... be the guy for the Giants, but he could be. Um, after that, Miko again. I think Miko steps forward a little bit for the Chiefs this year. That's not saying too much. Uh, with Sammy Watkins gone, somebody has to take those that role, and uh, I think Miko is going to do what he did last year, plus like an extra ten to fifteen percent. You know, like, yeah. and that makes him a solid flex play. I, I don't think Nicole's going to turn into a wide receiver too. I wish, but um, you know he's just bench depth again, like for a fucking flex. You got and Russell Gage. He's Russell Gage, I got in the trade from you. Kind of stepping up to maybe be the Calvin Ridley to Julio. Oh boy, would I love that! If yeah. he's probably a, you know he's probably a later guy, but then oh boy, <laughs> if Mister Slant Boy comes back off my bench in October, I can I can get through the first few weeks. And then if I get Slant Boy back, if I have a lineup of Kyler Murray, Zeke, Najee, Deontay Johnson, and Slant Boy to st- – I'm telling – dude, and then my flex running back is the starting running back for the Rams and Daryl. My goodness. I, I Honestly, I, I love it. I mean, I, Slant Boy might have to win the job back for Marquez Cowboy. Not going to happen. <laughs> um, and, of course, there's que- – even if he comes back, there's obviously questions that – Who's their quarterback? Is the team overall even good? Is he even though he's back? Is he in shape? Is he hasn't played in a while? Whatever. I, I just I took a flyer on on you know he was the number one fantasy receiver two years ago, and he it's looked true. great when he could play last year. I mean, true. if he came, you know, it's basically like Saquon but a receiver. Honestly, true. very very similar situation. Um, so it, hey. I will take the upside question. But, again, we'll go ahead and say that I have the second worst uh, receiving squad here just because I do have some pretty big question marks after, like, my Deontay Johnson. Um, So then the guy that we think has the worst receiving core just so happens to be the young man that I will be facing off against week one. 
Um, and we're going to just brush on him real quick. We want to get our caller in. Yeah. Um, and that is obviously Aaron Babusa Lucas. And uh, for, for, listen, he's not going to like this one bit. He, we know that he will push back on it. But just listen for yourself. I mean, his, his number one wide receiver is Amari Cooper, who, again, a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas. Very big injury risk. Uh, CD Lamb emerging. Dak and CD, we've been hearing all about it all preseason. They have a great uh, chemistry together. CD was coming on last year. Um, that's Walks his off games. Yeah, he does. That's that's so Amari Cooper is his number one look at, at wide receiver. Following that, Chris Goblin. If you want, I mean, these guys are basically in the same situation. So many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. Are they good wide receivers on of their own? Of course they are. Of yes. course. They've both had wide receiver one finishes in their careers. Of course they have. But they're in different situations now. Amari Cooper, I don't think by the end of the year is the number one guy in Dallas. Chris Godwin, I don't think by the end of the year is the number one guy in Tampa Bay. He and might those, not even be the number two. Well, And those are his two best receivers. After that, the Julio pick, which say what you he's going to say it till he's blue in the face, but I've had Julio. He's questionable right now. He got hurt first day of practice. His hamstring has been hurt for three years. Zero he, chemistry with Tannehill. He has not hardly practiced with Tannehill. I realize that he did a walkthrough practice today. Whatever. Point being, Julio is going to miss game. I, I promise you this. Julio will not play every game this year. No. I promise you no. that. I promise you that. And even if he does, He's much older now. He's got a great receiver on the opposite side of him that they're going to want to develop in A.J. Brown. They're going to want to develop as well as get the ball to Julio. Uh, I don't think Julio is a long-term option for this team. and Could be a good over-under bet for how many games played there. Yeah, I, I, I bet he plays eight games. I honestly bet he, plays, I bet he plays eight games. Hit us up in the group chat about the over-under on Julio. After that, Debo. All right, I'll, I'll take a look at Debo this year, D- depending on who. Uh, but already hurt. He's already hurt, and who, we don't know who his quarterback is. Um, and then after that, LaVisca Chenault. Man, keep wishing. Keep <laughs> wishing on that one. I, I I don't even know why he's on your team. I realize you said he got a lot of uh, targets last night. I still I, I don't see it. I just don't. The Jaguars are so bad. They lose ETN. Their, their offensive line is absolute trash. Trevor's going to have some growing pains. A coach's first year, uh, not to mention LaVisca, is the third wide receiver on the depth chart behind Chark. And Marvin Jones Marvin isn't Jones just is nothing. Be... Marvin Jones is good. Gerke um, snagged him up. He's the number one guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Babs has the worst, strictly because kind of like Troy with the running backs, like, again, we're like assuming injuries at this point. So, sure, in a perfect world, if no one gets injured, this could all be for nothing. But – uh, assuming high risk, high reward, uh, Babs very high risk at the wide receiver position. Um, so there you have it um, for the worst at each position. And uh, with with that segment being over, um, we are going to go ahead and go on to our uh, guest caller of the day. Um, and we're going to pull him up right now to get him called in here he knows we're calling make sure you keep the phone close to the mic we got the ac running here yeah we should be okay 
Um, sorry for the dead air. We are calling our guest. He has not yet been on, and the phone is ringing. Hello. 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 Welcome in. Uh, Welcome in. Um, we haven't. We have not disclosed who our guest is yet. Um, they are a first time. Uh, first time. Here. First time caller into the show. Um, we've we've had a long podcast going here tonight. Um, uh, we, but we want to do about 15 to 20 minutes here with you. If you've got that long, um, go ahead and tell us who we've got here on the line. This is your boy, Slick Willie. There you go. There he is. All right. Slick Willie. Again, welcome in, Slick Will. Thanks for taking time <laughs> out to come on. Um, we, uh, we've got a few things to, to talk about with you here. Um, we, uh, We'll start off first with the basics. What's uh, what's the home life like for you these days? Oh, my God. It is different. Uh, my little one's got the terrace, too, so it's like a, a fight every single day. Terrace but when she goes to bed, it's nice. I mean, it's no big deal. She's either happy until you look at her wrong and she just screams. So <laughs> we're, we're dealing with that at the moment. But other than that, it's good. Everything's good. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Um we uh, we saw you uh, got your tux today. We did too. We're pumped for the wedding this weekend. Um, what uh, what are your plans for the? Are you staying in a hotel? Or are you just gonna? You're not too far. Are you gonna Uber back home after the wedding? Yeah. Uh, I think Elena's driving us back home. I think that's the plan. Nice. Oh, nice. I should get me a wife who will drive me home. <laughs> I'll take me a woman one day. Um, are you are you staying at Razzie's dad's house the night before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Nice. Coming, nice. And you're coming golfing? Yeah, I'm doing all the above. Whatever the, the consensus is, I'll be there. Hell yeah, I'm looking forward to that itinerary that was supposed to come out two days ago. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. A, that's a good point. I know uh, – I got, I got us the fights, but I think they start at 7, so we might miss some of those depending Ooh. on what time we get to the house. Damn, that's uh. Well, there's 25, so I think we might catch a few. We still at least the main event. There's 20. I think there's 20. Yeah. Good lord. Oh, shit. Um. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few of them, but that'll still be interesting. Something to watch and maybe uh, make wagers some, on. Yeah, throw yeah. some throw some wagers out there. I'm sure uh, Razzie's ready to make some bets. Um, I know he's itching for that. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah, so. We will uh, we'll move on here. We have a, a couple questions. So first of all, are you are you getting any trade offers out there? It, it seems to be pretty quiet. We've only had a couple so far. Have you have you received any offers? Uh, I've seen a couple early on. Um, I think one blind one came in last night. I really look at it until this morning, and that it they got canceled. So really, not too many. To be honest, nothing. Nothing really to shake a stick at. Let's just say that. Well, well, that says all we need to hear. I mean, that seems to be the that seems to be the trend so far. Again, we're pretty early. We have had a couple decent little trades. I, I, we've been talking a lot about Neebs' team, and we really think that a trade for Camara might go through uh, by tomorrow. Um, but which you'll hear about. You're kind you'll of hear about. We we talk about it extensively on the opening of the podcast, and Neebs actually. Uh, paid a sponsorship to be the uh and he made an ad basically for trading camara for the for the sponsorship so so if well, it, let's just like drops in blind 
Yeah, uh, here's to hope. And I, I, I know he like really hardly ever trades in the first place. So I'll honestly, yeah, I, I will honestly be surprised if a trade gets done. But uh, we just were curious if you were getting any offers. We really haven't had many, uh, any serious ones besides Razzy shooting the stupid, you know, Jalen Hurts for Kyler Murray type stuff. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing too, too crazy. Um, which I think will probably. I assume we'll pick up after the week, first week, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm assuming it will, too, especially with the injuries and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's going to pick up. But, um, all right, so that basically tells us, I mean, we know our thoughts on drafting early. You know, how do you feel about your – Yeah, JT wants to – he just wants to know in general how you're feeling about your team. I get mixed feelings every time I look at it. I uh, I think I'm going to put it this way. I think I'm going to be a dark horse this year. I don't think I'm going to get many wins, but I think I'm going to upset people that think they're going to get a win that week. So that's my goal. I don't think I'm going going too far, but I think I can go far enough to upset people. Sure. Well, that's a good answer. But you honestly, I mean, you just you never know. There's sometimes when you don't feel good about your team, when guys just hit at the right spot, injuries happen, and you got some guys off weight. You just don't know. I mean, oh, well, the, the, upset, the first upset week one's going to be me beating Girk. So that's, that's ooh, the upset. Of the week. I, I think that's very possible. But uh, he, obviously, Girk gets a little bit of help. Now he has a running back, too, that James Robinson is going to be uh, the number one volume guy for sure. Which was your guy last yeah, year. Their team, their team is so bad. That, well, I think the O line even got worse. So I'm not too worried about yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. Their O line is very bad. Um, all right. So. We talked about the plans for the wedding. Uh, so, again, we talked about basically we have here predict your record, but you honestly just kind of did. Uh, and then we have, uh, let's see, uh, before we've got one little segment here that I'm going to ask you about. But before we get to that main segment, what do you think the Chiefs record is going to be this season? <laughs> I had a feeling that question was coming. Uh, I'm going to give them 13. What? Actually, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna give him 14 wins. 14. 14. Very possible. I mean, so 14 and three. Yeah. I mean, Vegas. Here's, has here's why I say that. Every year, this question gets brought up, and people, us Chiefs fans, past couple of years, have said, "Oh, I think we're gonna go such and such," and they everybody makes a big deal. What happens? We hit that number, if not do better. So I'm just gonna stick with the trend and say we'll, we'll hit 14. Well, you know, Doss disagrees heavily with you. Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't. I, I absolutely don't this year. I, I think Chris is right. Every year I say they're going to win less games, and uh, it, you're right. They've beaten it like three, four years in a row. So, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I, I think 13 to 14. I think they win 13, 14 games this year. But, of course, injuries aside. But, um, yeah, I think that's a good prediction. Solid, solid. you know, Vegas says like 12 and a half. So it's not like you're, you know, out of the ballpark. Um, right. Who in our fantasy league who gets last place this year? In, uh, in your honest opinion, what team is going to finish last this year? Man, I don't know. That's a tough one. And I, I hate to have my name in the bucket, but I'm definitely not saying I'm taking last. So I'm gonna say Neebs. Neebs' team's going last this oh. year. Oh, you know what? With current events. I don't disagree too much with you at all there. I don't think anybody does. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a non-controversial pick. Yeah. I think that is uh, – I think everybody but Neems is sitting at home right now <laughs> like, yeah, you know what, he's right. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, uh, all right. 
now I wanted to ask you a few well, here. So real quick, real before you do that, real quick, uh, what what Chiefs memorabilia are you gonna pick up? What player are you looking to pick up this year? Who do you think you'll pick up this year? Who are you missing from your collection? Who do who am I gonna pick up, or who do I want from to pick your up? from your for your? Uh, What's home your collection? next piece of memorabilia you get? Oh boy, I don't know. Who you missing? Whatever comes. Um, I know I'm missing quite a bit. I need a Tony G jersey really bad. Oh, there oh, you that's go. That's actually a good one. Yeah, I think I mean I don't know too many people in our league, but I think it's you and Troy running for like the best memorabilia collection. So. Yeah, I think Babs is starting to build a pretty good collection, too. Oh, oh here we go. Dark he's, he's going with all the white jerseys when I got all the red ones. So. There oh. you go. He had to be different. He's got to be different, doesn't he? <laughs> but he's, yeah, he's got quite a bit. Uh, but I don't know. I really need a Tony G jersey, so I don't know. If that comes my way, I'll go for it. But does not usually pop up very often. Sure. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get into the meat of it here a little bit. We will have a, we've got like two minutes and we'll have a slight break and, uh, we'll keep going. But, uh, I wanted to ask you just a quick, uh, head to head, uh, on players here. So basically, uh, real simple, like I'll ask you two players and you'll tell me which one you think is going to have a better fantasy season and why, um, so uh, on the first one here, it's kind of a tier tier one running back question, and one of them is your guy, uh, old Chubby. So who do you think has a better fantasy season between Chubb and Saquon? Chubb. Chubb. So you think Chubb? Chubb. Chubb. Right. Yep. Um, Why do you think that is? Is They're that a line? The yeah. line in the league. That's fair. It's, so mean, that's are you assuming got, that Saquon gets hurt, or is that just outright? Um, I think outright. I mean, Saquon's good enough that he's going to score points if he's healthy. But that that offense is just so atrocious. I mean, it's I'm going to stick with the best all round offense with this with the stutter. So instead of a bad offense with the stutter. That's fair. That's a solid analysis, and I think you're probably right. Um, okay. We're going to go ahead here real quick, take a break. You stay on the line with me here, Chris. Okay. All right, we are back with Slick Willie here. Uh, going through a few player head-to-head questions. Uh, we just asked him, Chubb and Saquon, he thinks Chubb's going to be better uh, because he's on a better offense overall, better offensive line. Um, now we're going to move on to a couple high-tiered wide receiver uh guys here so same team who do you think has a better fantasy season amari cooper cd lamb uh probably cd lamb oh really going with the young buck just because i think i don't think amari's gonna stay healthy i I, I guess we go to the question if they both stay healthy yeah they both stay healthy i'll probably still pick cd lamb just because um I don't know. Is he even? Is he? Was he playing slot a lot more this year? Or what? I don't know. His his. Yeah, I think that they. I think they move the guys around a lot. I mean, uh, I think you've even seen like Gallup in the slot for the Cowboys. I just, I agree with you. I, I we JT and I touched on this exact question earlier, and uh, I just think that CD is a rising star, and Amari is getting up there in age. He's hurt often, and I think that the. I think that. I honestly think Jerry Jones is going to to dictate a little bit that hey i want to you know i want to feed cd a little bit and um say what you will whether or not jerry has you know all the pull 
I think Jerry has quite a bit of pull, and I, I think you're right. I think that they I think they force feed CD, but I think they'll want to because I think he is so talented that uh, I think you're exactly right. You're, you're looking at him versus uh, an aging and usually hurt Amari. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tough call just because that offense not with Dak if he if he's back for sure healthy that we got those three weapons and Zeke so I mean it's kind of yeah. hard to tell what's going on but I think yeah I, I don't think Amari's going to stay healthy so yeah he rarely does <laughs> he rarely does uh, okay so CD over Amari for Chris uh, and then finally this one I think is pretty interesting I think it's a guy that you have had versus a guy you have had now. Uh, also, again, on the same team here, I didn't realize, um, but who scores more fantasy points this season, Jerry, Judy, or Cortland Sutton? Oh, that's my boy. Sutton, he's, he stays healthy. He came back from that grueling injury. But uh, I had Judy last year, but he was a rookie, which is, you know, rookie receivers don't haven't done a whole lot. He didn't do shit for me last year. And I had, I think I traded for Sutton two years ago whenever he broke out, so. Yeah. I'm just picking Sutton just because he's on my team. Yeah, that's fair. And, hey, there's been a lot of hype around Sutton and, and Judy. There's been a lot of hype around both these guys. It's kind of the same thing as, like, who's throwing them the ball um, and, and both, things like that. They're both problems. either going to be, like, consistent. They're not, I don't think they're going to be studs fantasy-wise, but they're going to be consistent. But then again, with their quarterback situation, they might be both be dog shit every week. So who knows? Yeah, I that one's a tough. I think out of all three of those head-to-head questions, I think that one's the toughest one for me. Who do you, Chris? Who do you think wins the quarterback situation there? Probably Locke. Oh, the hometown kid, Lee Summit. Yeah, yeah. He's, they, he's just so. I don't know. He's so unpromising, but some way, and then the weeks he plays, I don't think they really have a chance. I mean to. I don't know. I think he's going to be their main starter. Well, I think that's what Dallas wants. They want Locke to step up and take it, even though I, I don't know if he has. But um, at any rate, I, I you know, if Denver could get a solid quarterback, just a decent quarterback play out of a season, I, they've got a good team. I mean, a, a solid weapons around them. And, uh, I'm, I mean, man, that one's a toss-up for me. I, I Man, I have a hard time choosing between Judy or Sutton this season. I could see it going either way. Um, if Sutton's 100% healthy, uh, man, uh, ooh, that's just uh, – He balls he yeah. balls out. He does. That's That one's a crapshoot. Healthy, I think he might take the take a little bit, but he's probably not going to be healthy. I'm just picking him, like I said, because he's on my team, and I'm hoping for the best at this point. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. So there you have it, everybody. That's uh, Slick Willie's input. Um Real quick before we let you go here, uh, we do we did earlier in the show uh, sketchiest uh, situation at each um, position. So we did like what teams we think, like what three teams are the worst quarterback situation, what three are the worst running back situation, what three are the worst wide receiver situation. You only made the list once, and we thought that you had the third worst quarterback situation in the league. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about your current quarterback situation? Oh boy, let me tell you this. So I did the same thing last year. Um, and I got lucky because big Ben for football, God stayed healthy the entire year. He didn't throw up a lot of points, but he was consistent. And of course, Tannehill balled out. So what I'm hoping is going to happen is that when if Cam, which he probably will lose his spot later in the season, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. 
because um, he does good. But I'm I'm banking on Sammy D stepping up to the plate. Yeah. Uh... Um, but I think I think uh, you know with with my situation, whenever the trade said, I don't think it'll be hard for me to get another quarterback. All right, that's a fair assessment. I, you know, I'll tell you, I, I worry about Cam Newton for you, but I do think that you did a good job in picking up Sam Darnold. I, I, I really think he's getting slept on a little bit. I think he's very talented and was just on a bad team before, and he's going to a guy, uh, our team now with uh, much, much better weapons around him, a much better coach. Uh, I think that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I, yeah. I, I think you're, I think you're going to hit on Sam Darnold a little bit. That's the plan. I just need him to put, uh, put up big Ben numbers like last year. Just keep me in the race. That's all I need. Yeah, I mean anything's possible. And like you said, once trades, uh, once the trade people come and knock, and you just you never know who you're going to end up with. Um, JT, anything to add? No, I guess uh, if I have a wild card question, what Chris, what did you think of the new Call of Duty trailer for the new Call of Duty Vanguard? Um. I don't think I've seen the trailer, but I did play the the live event of it, which seems okay, I guess. Wait, but, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. There was a live event. Uh, yeah, there was a live war zone event on it for like World War Two. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's just like a small clip, it and then it just like kind of, I don't know, shows you a little bit of the game, I guess. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I like. Uh, I don't know. Is a uh, Activision make those the Warfare ones or whoever makes the uh, Warfare games are usually the better the yeah. better company. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of which, uh, JT was wondering the other night were you guys just playing Call of Duty together and Razzy was just shooting off uh, random stupid trades? No, we weren't. Interesting. That means those were all completely his own idea. Yeah, I did, I did not play last night. No. Okay. Well, that, it seemed like. A lot like how we have our bowling league. I know that several of you guys have your uh, your gaming league, so uh, your gaming nights, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess we do. I guess that's yeah, the way that you guys try to get some fairness and parity in uh, in this league. Well, at any rate, um, I don't know. Uh, we uh, we're getting close here, and it, I know it's uh, it, right now. It's just a crapshoot with the injuries. Hopefully, everyone can. Uh, Hopefully all of us keep our guys healthy. May the injury bug continue to bite Neebs and Babs. Um, but uh, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you for being a guest with us, Chris. Is there anything you'd like to say before you go? Um, I guess a little early, but I'm going to go ahead and say good luck, Gerke. You're going to need it week one. <laughs> there we have it. He's called out. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun matchup. Can't wait for the week one matchups. Um, are you going to – what are you looking like your plans are going to be for week one? Or is that something you're going to watch at home or what? I'll probably, got to, I'll probably go to church. And then as soon as church is over, I'll probably go change and head to Troy's. Yay. Very nice. Watch Good deal. And I, I might stay for the first half of the Chiefs game. Uh, I don't know yet, but I'll be there like probably around 1030 or so. Oh, hell yeah. Love to hear it. Love, Love to hear it. For everybody else listening, if you can make it out to old T. Roy's, it is going to be the first week is always the best. We always get the most people there that week and it is going to be a time. So uh, thanks again, Chris, for coming on. Uh, look for this to drop. Uh, this, this episode will drop tonight. Um, 
And uh, other than that, we're just looking forward to getting going. So thanks for coming on, brother. All right. Adios, amigos. Later. All right, everybody. That was old Slick Will. Appreciate him taking time out to talk with us about dumb shit. Uh, But we're going to wrap it up ourselves here. I do have a quick announcement, uh, and that is that I have changed my phone number. Um, and I know people were trying to get a hold of me on my old number. I did trades just kind of left out in limbo. This yeah, week, I, like. yeah. People trying to hit me up, and I didn't know. Um, again, I didn't really have a choice on changing my number. I had to my my old phone. The it was the old contract was coming to an end. My grandpa is like too old to use a phone anymore, so he doesn't have the the phone contract in his name. It's like in my grandma's who passed away, and so I didn't have a choice. They 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 wouldn't release my old number to me unless I had my deceased grandma sign something or I got like a death certificate. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fucking do that. So, um, I have a new number and I released it to the group chat. If you need it, otherwise hit me up. And that's only if you have decent trades for me, don't come at me with this Razzy weakness. <laughs> but other than that, that's, that's pretty much all we got a little bit longer this week. I guess that was a, that was a fairly long yeah, pause. Um, but, uh, thanks guys for sticking with us. Uh, and we are getting down to the nitty gritty. What, uh, just a couple more pods and then we will be watching live NFL football, Live NFL red zone, seven hours, commercial free. Uh, I am so excited for it. I, I cannot wait. If you can get your fat asses down to Troy's on that first goddamn Sunday, please do it. Chris is still getting his church in him. Chris yeah, is still getting yeah. his church in him, and then he's going to make it down you know, to T-Royce. I think it'd be really cool. I know there's some people, like I know we harp on people who, who live far away, and it does suck, but I think Razzie brought up a great point. We need to get some group pictures going. So if you can make it to Troy's, wear a jersey or something, uh, maybe we throw in like a group pick there or something. You if know? you don't have a jersey, borrow one from Zoner. He has one of yeah, every player yeah, in the no league. Zon, Zon's got plenty. We know Zon is likely to be in KC just as likely as any other weekend without telling without us. telling us and then uh, we'll find out on uh social media a week later that he was in town all weekend and didn't hit anybody up and he probably spent the weekend hanging out with kenny or something didn't didn't hit anybody else up yeah. so uh but yeah thanks again guys uh we're getting real close uh stay patient again the injuries keep happening please to everybody except for me and with that i'm signing off and i'll see you next week uh jt uh, i'm get your trades out we got uh, two weeks before, or a week and a half, whatever it is, before we start seeing actual football being played. So now is the time to call your shots, get your trades off. And with that, I'm signing off. All righty. Uh, thanks again, guys. We will catch you on the flip.